Welcome to Heaven Smells Like Books, a book review podcast. Hello. Hi. I am back with another book review. Well, actually, I don't think I do book reviews. Like, I don't really review the books. I just talk about the book and what I took from it. I don't think that counts as a review because I'm not telling you if it's a good book or a bad book, I guess. But anyway, today I am here to talk about another Toni Morrison book and this one is titled Love. Okay, so the book is about a family and black community in America and At the core of the story is the impact the patriarch of the family and arguably the patriarch of the community, uh, the impact he had on the women there, more specifically, or rather especially the women in his family. And his impact was mostly negative, spoiler alert. Anyway, the man's name was Bill Cozy and he owned a luxury hotel. And because he was one of the few black hotel owners um at the time his hotel was a hot spot for wealthy black people for context uh the book spans from around 1947 to like the 90s um and so in the 40s you know he was one of the few black people who owned luxury hotels which um, at the time because of seg- segregation and all of that they sort of that helped him attract wealthy black people who would come to his luxury hotel because those people couldn't access the other luxury hotels owned by white people because they kind of weren't allowed to anyway yeah so um, the main women involved in the story are his granddaughter, whose name is Christi- Christine, his granddaughter's friend, who he ended up marrying when she was just 11 years old. Her name was Heed, and his daughter-in-law slash granddaughter's mother, whose name was May. And there was another woman who worked as a chef in the hotel. Uh, she was called, she was referred to as Elle, and were never truly told what her full name was so the book is set in post-world war ii america like i said bill cozy is a very wealthy hotelier and again also like i said the story spans several decades like a lot of tony morrison books um from like 1940s to the 90s and because it's tony morrison the journey through time isn't linear this is something that's actually come on in all her books. I think except Songs of Solomon. I read Songs of Solomon years ago, but I think it, it that one had a linear timeline. Anyway, the journey through time isn't linear, so we sort of go back and forth between present day and the past. Present day in this case being the 90s. Um and so a book to you by follow her name is sunbeams jess you should definitely check out on youtube and instagram and tiktok 
Our book reviews are great. She actually has a degree in like English literature. <laughs> so she knows what she's saying. Anyway, she mentioned that Toni Morrison sometimes references events before they actually happen in the book. And then, so basically what then happens is that the reader starts off not knowing exactly what Toni Morrison is referring to until it's then explained later on in the book and then you start putting two and two together. Which is why for a lot of Toni Morrison books, you really you really have to pay attention and her books aren't ones that I would recommend that like you read with several gaps. Like you read it today and then you don't touch it for two weeks you'll struggle you sort of have to read her book in one go not in one sitting but like don't take a lot of breaks in between because otherwise following the threads of the timeline and putting two and two together when everything isn't explained in a linear way will be a struggle anyway i think that's how she she as Antonia morrison manages to create a sense of suspense because from the start you can tell that something is wrong and you can sort of see the impact of that thing but you don't know immediately what that thing is like the thing that is wrong you don't know what it is <laughs> and so like there's a sense of suspense and i think she does it really well anyway that also happens in this book and from the get-go i knew there was something suspicious about bill Cousy's marriage to heed then I slowly figured out that she was significantly younger than him, but I, I was still like, okay, but how much, <laughs> how much younger? And more importantly, how old was she when they got married? And then I realized that she was indeed underage when they got married. And then later on, I realized that she was his granddaughter's friend, his granddaughter's best friend. And she was only 11. 11. She wasn't a t- she was a child when he married her. So a quick run through is that his marriage to eleven year old Heed results in his daughter in law May and granddaughter Christine taking their displeasure about the marriage out on Heed. Now I get why Christine, an eleven year old girl who has na- who now feels like she has lost best friend because our best friend <coughs> excuse me is now married to our grandfather i see why she an 11 year old would have misplaced her anger and taken it out on heed but what i cannot get over or understand is why christine's mother may a full-grown adult also took it out on heed like clearly heed was a child she couldn't consent to that marriage she wasn't the one doing something wrong anyway yeah but that also shows you how obsessed everyone was with bill because that man got married to a child and like he didn't get arrested the people in the town like it didn't seem like anyone made a big deal out of it um i think there were a couple of people were kind of like this is a bit weird um but yeah but that shows you how obsessed everyone was with him and they all wanted his attention and approval even if it came at the cost of a child and no one none of them held him accountable anyway after the civil rights movement and the end of segregation the hotel gradually becomes less successful 
because after segregation, the wealthy black people that used to stay at Bill Cozy's hotel now had access to the white hotels. And so they just chose the white hotels over, you know, the pay, the luxury, exclusively black places that they used to go before. And it actually made me think about how, like, that means that there were black businesses that lost out when segregation was over. Um, because I'm sure there were black people working to create experiences for other black people because black people weren't allowed to access those experiences in the white-owned uh, institutions or places um and once segregation was over it seems like at least in bill Cozy's place black people chose the white owned luxury spaces uh, but yeah i think that's just like a, a point i never really thought about like the impact um desegregation had on black spaces uh yeah uh i mean there's a lot i can say about that but this is not the <laughs> time or place anyway yeah uh and then P- bill cozy sort of falls ill he dies the hotel gets abandoned may also dies um and then we sort of get to well not gets because the book starts in present day present day being the 90s but anyway christine we sort of get to where the hotel or the family is right now with Christine and he being the only surviving members. Um, Christine had left the town and the hotel a few times, but she eventually returns and she and he end up living together in Bill's property. Like I said, they were the only surviving members because they were the youngest. And the environment, the house, the vibe between both of them is very hostile because they both felt like they had the rights the money bill left behind and there were sorts of arguments and discrepancies with his will he wasn't really clear what his will was referring to and it's also from that perspective that the present day story is told and there he there as in he and christine's animosity towards each other is very clear from the jump and we gradually realize why it exists so in terms of themes the first one i want to talk about is friendship for me uh this book is about christina and his friendship in many ways the description of their friendship is probably the most beautiful one i have ever read their friendship is like the elephants in the room throughout the book especially before it's revealed that they were friends when they were kids and towards the end of the book, we're given like a look into what their friendship was like. And their like their connection was so intense and genuine that the fact that it was ripped away from them when Bill Cozy married Heed, I think that resulted in the creation of the opposite of love. And that emotion that it created had the same intensity that their friendship would have had if they had like been given the opportunity to nurture it and grow it and remain friends in the final moments of the book my heart was like completely and absolutely broken because their love because the love they had for each other was so obvious and you could also see that they both spent most of their lives being heartbroken from losing the other 
and we also see how a lack of communication resulted in each thinking the other was aware of how they had been sexually violated by bill posey and it's understandable because they were literal kids and probably didn't even have the language to express how they had each been violated and Tony morrison talked about how neither of them could explain why they felt shame about what he had done to them but they still felt that shame to an extent that they couldn't speak of it even in the language and safe space that they had created specifically for each other I think that Bukozi stole their childhood and arguably their adulthood as well because like those two girls were filled by the adults around them and it fueled their hatred for each other for literally the rest of their lives i think in many ways it consumed them and i just wish the adults around them had protected them better uh because like you follow christine through all her bad romantic relationships like her running away and struggling to find her feet like you could i think all of that was like the indirect result of what had happened back home and i wonder if the hatred christine had for heed if it would have developed if her mother may hadn't encouraged it because it sounds like when christine came back from for her came back to the hotel for her 16th birthday it sounded like she wanted that to be the start of something new and better in terms of friendship with heed but a mother may very quickly like made that impossible and heed herself also said something about how she thought marrying christine's grandfather would bring them closer together um but it didn't another theme here is money and power bill cozy's wealth allowed him access to power over his family and actually the entire town in general i think one of the reasons every member of the family wanted so desperately to have his approval was because of that you know like he was this black man who had managed to create a successful business at a time where majority black people were experiencing tough times and that made him come across as a very impressive person and i think that's what the family members were attracted to i think they were trying to seem impressive to someone they considered impressive another thing (laughs) is that the family dynamic reminded me of logan roy from succession in so many ways with bill cozy being logan roy like he was so clearly not a good person but his family members and residents of the town and just people around them in general were still willing to overlook all those aspects of him as if as if his power and success mattered more than the horrible things he was doing to people and here i'm talking specifically about me his daughter enough because he and christine were just kids his money and power also meant that he had influence over law enforcement. It also meant he had the ability to gatekeep wealth and he did it by making it difficult for other members of the town to become landowners, even when they had saved up enough money for it. 
he also gates kept access to luxury by not letting the town residents be guests at his hotel even again when they had saved up enough money to be able to afford it and if you really think about it sometimes luxury isn't just about the money like obviously the money is a really big part but luxury brands also target a specific audience from a specific social class sometimes um and so even if you have the money but you don't belong to the same social class that they are targeting and you don't garner the same level or type of social respects as their target customers they will find ways to keep you out or give you a different and not as luxurious experience as they would their actual target audience and then another theme is race as expected this was also a theme in the book um there's a theme in every Toni Morrison book uh for this book though I feel like their race was the backdrop or setting that their lives were built on it didn't feel like this solid element that was like smack in the middle of the book as the focus for example in contrast to other Toni Morrison books like Beloved or The Bluest Eye I feel like in those two books the race element was right just right there in front of you um the importance of race to this story was present throughout the book but i think in more subtle ways it's there in why the hotel was successful during the period it was successful it's also there when the hotel stops being successful it's there when we find out about christine's life away from home especially the bits where she was affiliated with the black panthers i think you know the combination of race and class as well is actually a theme in this book because the other residents of the town weren't just black (laughs) they were also poor um and so in some ways depending on bill cozy either directly or indirectly and you sort of see how that plays out as a theme in the book so this one isn't a theme but i think one of the things that gave the book depth complexity and dimension was the fact that we get various accounts of what Bill Cozy and his other family members were like from various perspectives. So we see Bill through the eyes of the townspeople who adored him. We see him through the eyes of his widow, who he groomed. I'm referring to Heed, excuse me. Yeah, we see through the high hi- <laughs> eyes. <laughs> we see through the eyes of his widow, Heed. Um, we see him through the eyes of Elle, a woman who worked for, for him at the hotel. We see him through the eyes of one of the townspeople who seemed to be the only person who noticed how suspicious that man was. Uh, we see it. We see him through the eyes of his granddaughter, and I think we also see him through his own eyes. And again, this isn't something that this is not something that is specific to this book because Toni Morrison does it in all her books, and I think it's so great because it helps us paint a well-rounded and better picture of the characters. We see all the sides of the story. We see the characters in their villain and hero eras. Um, in some cases, and I think Bill Cozy applies to this. They're only villains through and through. There's no he- heroic. No, just we are just horrible people. Um, 
but you also like get insights into why they are excuse me why they are the way that they are like she doesn't explain away why they're horrible and she doesn't make excuses for them uh but you see how they became these horrible people and it adds dimension uh because i think in real life people that do horrible things it it's not uncommon to find out that to find out things about them and be like okay i see how this person became a horrible person uh i see how this person became like a sports person who is just completely entitled i see how they got there doesn't excuse what they're doing but it just it it gives you a better well-rounded picture of who the person is uh another thing to note about the book is that reading another book and i think i mentioned this when i talked about paradise but reading another book with parts of it set in post-war 1945 america we see a different set of black characters who lived completely different lives than the characters in Paradise and Beloved is so interesting. It's like all three of those books were set in completely different worlds. But really, they're all set in the same country. And it's almost like Toni Morrison is doing that thing where she shows us the characters from the perspective of multiple other characters. But this time, post-war America is the character and we're being given a well-rounded view of postal america and i think it's very important to be aware that all these different ways and standard of living existed at the same time in america and i don't think it takes away from the fact or story that black americans were massively and still are massively discriminated against and violated in so many ways i think it adds to it because you can then have conversations about how how and why these different levels of standards levels of standard of living existed and what that meant and means um you can talk about how having those different standards of living evolved and what impacted the evolution i think it could give us insight into what life could have looked like for black americans if they were removed from the oppression white america forced on them you know like the existence of towns like Tulsa shows us that black Americans aren't born with without the ability to thrive or be successful and people like Bill Cozy also shows how dangerous it can be when you have su- successful black people who are just still perpetrating the class oppression that white people used to exclude black people um yeah, I kind of want to keep this one short and brief, but the main takeaway for me really was the friendship between Christine and Heed and the last few pages where we really see them together and we see what their friendship is like. <sighs> I've never, that was the first time I read about friendship in a book and I was like, God damn, like they had such a fucking bond and it was just taken away from them. Um, so yeah, I think that's the end. Uh, what am I currently reading? I have just one Toni Morrison book left right now. Um, it's her last one. So I'm hoping I get that done 
before the end of the year so i would have completed my or achieved my reading goal for the year which was to read all of tony morrison's uh what's it called novels so yeah that's it for today uh i hope this inspires you to read love or just a tony morrison book in general and yeah i will speak to you next month okay